Welcome back, Statesman viewers, to episode five of the Statesman Sports Spotlight. This week, we've got more than just one special guest. We have the entire captainship of the hockey team with us today. Team captain Devin Pepe and his assistants, Davin Van de Zilver, Rob DeStefano, and Andrew Mancini are all joining us today. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Good, thanks. Thanks for having us on. We appreciate it. Of course, of course. Now, let's start with you over on the left, Davin. I guess it's on your right. It's my left, though. Um, are we going to see you this week? Uh, you haven't played in a little while. You've been hurt? Yeah, so uh, first weekend up at Syracuse, I blocked a shot, and I had a pretty good uh, bone contusion. So Ooh. I took the weekend off uh, against NYU. Uh, I could have played against Manhattanville, but we decided it was better off not to re-injure the foot right before we get into, like, the – real competitive play against the top teams in the country. So, uh, but yeah, I'll be back this weekend playing uh, hopefully both games. Don't make sure I don't get injured again this weekend. So. All right. That's good. Yeah. Take care of yourself this week for sure. Um, You know, at first I thought maybe like one man wrecking crew Rob over there, you know, folded you like a lawn chair in practice or something. (laughs) Um, He's lucky. The games be folding like a lawn chair. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Rob's a good guy. When we get out there during practice, he he takes it easy on us. uh, Smaller guy saves it for the weekends against the other teams. Oh yeah. He doesn't lower the shoulder on you. Now, nah. Rob, Rob, a source very close to the team tells me that you're flat out jealous that Devin Pepe got a player profile before you did. Uh, how true is this? Oh, jeez, Yeah. Yeah, no, I got to be honest. I was pretty rattled. <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, I wonder how- who that source was. How does <laughs> I, you know, I can't give up my sources like that. <laughs> Andrew, you're the local boy of the group. Uh, for whatever reason, the uh, the New Jerseyite captains outnumber the Long Islanders here, three to one. Could it be that just people from New Jersey are better leaders than Long Islanders like us? <laughs> uh, I mean, I no, I think. Uh... You look at our group of guys that we got here, it's, it's a wide diversity of where guys are from. I mean, these guys definitely, you know, stepped up and, you know, I guess the Jersey boys bring a little, bring a little pep to their step. I'm more of a, I'm more of a nicer guy uh, that, uh, that always the best thing, but it's working so far. All right, that's yeah, it's good. a good balance. We we had to have at least one Long Island guy I uh, be a part of the captaincy, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. we let him join the squad. Well, it would be disingenuous yeah, if you didn't allow me yeah. <laughs> um, now, Andrew, you're from Farmingville, so you live really close to Stony Brook. Um, just how cool is it to be representing Long Island on a national stage for a team that's, you know, right around the corner? No, it's it's unbelievable. I remember, like, you know, talking to my friends when I decided to come here and, you know, growing up, always coming to games and, like, you sit back and you, you look at everyone and you're like, oh, wow, it'd be such an unbelievable experience to be able to wear that jersey and, you know, being able to, like, walk out, especially, you know, our home game, get the light show going on, something that, like you always witnessed as a game you thought was unbelievable. So being able to experience that is second to none. Absolutely. Um, now over to the head honcho over there on the right. Uh, Devin's got quite the story. 
Uh, we heard a lot, a lot, you know, <laughs> we, we definitely heard a lot of it last week uh, when we interviewed you for the profile. Uh, you took a couple of years off from school. You played for a million different teams. You got hurt <laughs> several times. Uh, yet you found steadiness and success here at Stony Brook. So to you, which part of your story is your favorite one to tell? I mean, I, I should have gotten a deal with the suitcase company with the amount I was moving around and the uh, flights across the country to find a new team, but uh, it worked out. And I mean, a lot of, a lot of cool, uh, you know, memorabilia from all teams. You usually get a t-shirt or a sweatshirt. Maybe you could sneak it in a bag before they get rid of you. But <laughs> I mean, just in all honesty, it's, it's just a part of the journey. A lot of us have um, been through similar situations. You know, it's not always smooth sailing when you're looking to find just being able to home and with a good group. It's it's been it's been worth it's been worth the ride, and I'm lucky to be where I'm at. Awesome. Um, I guess you're uh, you're racking up those frequent flyer miles, huh? Yeah, I'm trying to. I mean, added to it today. Got, uh, <laughs> Got yeah. some nice uh, nice treats on uh, Southwest Airline. I think they recognized me. <laughs> for sure. All right, boys. I think that's enough elevator talk for one night. Uh, so now let's talk some hockey, right? You guys combined to lead one of the best hockey teams in the nation. Just how tough is it to do that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so last year I was an assistant captain and I got I'm the only like returning assistant captain. Right. I think last year was a big learning curve, like, cause I was the only junior at the time, the rest were seniors. And it's weird. Cause you go from like wanting to be friends, like your friend, you are friends with these guys outside the rank. They're some, some of your best friends, but at the same time, like you still have to have that, like little bit of like, just that mentality that, Hey, I got to lead these guys as well and be a leader. And sometimes I have to put that friendship to the side. So I think that is like the hardest part of it, like putting that friendship to the side and being like, all right, we have X, Y, and Z we have to do. So let's get it done. So then I could put that stuff behind us and we could go back to doing what we love the most. And it's just to hang out with the guys and being best friends with each other. Absolutely. Um, now you guys come in, uh, you came into this season ranked sixth in the nation Right now, you're five and zero overall, four and zero in league play. What has this team been doing so well so far to, you know, lead to this undefeated start? I mean, honestly, I think um, our biggest focus coming to this year is is really locking down that brotherhood, you know, that brotherhood group, and and really honing on the culture aspect of things. And I think, you know, really coming together and and uh, crossing our T's and dotting our eyes is really important to us. And I think, you know, coming together as one is what's gonna um, open up the doors and, and the gates to let us continue to keep doing what we're doing. I mean, you know, in practice, everybody comes, there's, there's a purpose for everything. And I think everybody's showing up, they know their purpose and, and um, guys are knowing their roles. And if we continue on this path, like it's, you know, you're unstoppable. Just, just to add to what Mancini's talking about too. And I think we can all admit, even though, like you said, our, our record looks nice five and oh, and, 
the rankings are great, but um, we, we really feel we haven't played our best hockey, but something that we can look back on and reflect is that we have found a way to win. And even like last game, it was, it was ugly. It was like a game I'd never been a part of taking 17 penalties and we go down three to two and then just getting a power play late in the game and finding a way to tie it up and then work it, making it work in the shootout. It just, even though we haven't shown our true potential, that does show kind of the type of team and the type of mentality we have. I think that'll be something we kind of look back on throughout the year. Just even if things aren't going our way, like we're still able to win every game. I think everyone on the bench feels that way. Even when we're down with a couple minutes left, we know we're, we're still in a situation where we can make things work out. For sure. Okay. So now I'm going to kind of like piggyback on what you just said, Devin, um, it's going to be a little critical, but I know you boys can handle it. Um, you know, if I wind up with several broken bones after this episode, <laughs> you guys know where it came from, but you know, as dominant as you guys have been right and five and O speaks for itself. It's, it's perfect. Um, sometimes it looks like you guys are more focused on, you know, knocking the other team on their asses rather than, uh, you know, than actually beating them. So You've spent a lot of time in the penalty as a team, right? How many minutes were you in the penalty last week? 18, 18 minutes. That's, that's um, a lot, right? So it's making your jobs way harder than it has to be. So what do you guys have to do just to clean that up? I think, um, like, uh, go ahead, Rob. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, it, it starts with discipline. Um, I mean, I, I can't really say much. I've, I've got a few penalty minutes racked up here. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you know, it starts with discipline and not even just in games, like in practice, uh, you know, keeping your head right all week, not letting your emotions get the best view in the games. And, uh, you know, hockey is obviously an emotional game. And and sometimes, you know, on the bench, we have struggled at times with guys getting overly frustrated, um, some arguing, and then it goes and shows on the ice. Um, and then that goes back to – what Mancini was saying about the brotherhood, you know, it all, it starts within ourselves, just going out there playing clean games. And, right. uh, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, of course, luckily for you guys, you have an insane penalty kill. Um, just how is it that you guys are able to, you know, kick it up another level when you're playing shorthanded? Well, I think, uh, Davin's foot has something to say about that. He's definitely, uh, him along with many of our other penalty killers are just so willing to put their body on the line. Um, obviously have to shout them out, but I think even our best penalty killer, no one will deny it is uh, Kazakov in, in the net. I oh mean, yeah. The way he can uh, hold on to the pucks through traffic and just steer rebounds to the corners. It's just, you don't really see a lot of pucks laying in front of him that we are like loose having to even battle for. He really just handles uh, the the shots so well. So, I mean, it starts with him, but we just have so many guys on our team too that are willing to play that role and sacrifice their body. And it's, it's, re it's really just how bad you want it. You know, you, you could get, you could think you want to block a shot, but until you really want it to be hitting you more than in the back of the net, then, you know, in, in, inside of you. Yeah. And to piggyback off that, like, even last year, last year, same thing. We started off the year really shaky with getting a lot of penalties and stuff uh, like that. And ended up at the end of the year, we were at, at around 93% on the penalty kill for the yeah. entire year. 
And a lot of guys that do penalty kill are the same guys that are back this year too. Mm. The, I mean, our top PK line, Nick Cerilli and, and Connor Dempsey, like those guys are the first people to be called on because they love getting their buys in front of those. Like they, they're on an <laughs> absolute rubber diet when they're playing. Like it, they're just eating it up. So, and then, and then even when they don't get the the block, right. Like Dev said, we've got Cassie behind us that has our back as well. Right now I was going to ask you about Kazi later, but I might as well just, you know, pull it up now. So I always knew that Kazakov was a stud, but after watching him perform last Saturday against an NCAA team, I think he's my hero. Like <laughs> I, when I grow up, I aspire to be him. Just how big of a luxury is it having a guy like him back there attending the goal? It's, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, you don't really get a guy like that. It's that's a diamond in the dust. And, you know, you look at guys like across the league and, you know, you look at where they played and whatnot, and you could sit back and say, like, guys, that, whether it was Liberty or Adrian that got a chance to play at the highest level of juniors, and you look at him, like, he's, he, it doesn't make a difference where you play. Like, he's a high performer. He's 100% a high performing yeah. guy. And, and, you know, he knows what he has to do. And he's filling the role that, you know, is expected of him so well. And, and you look at the league and you look at the guys that we play against and the teams that we play against, I mean, there really is nobody that really matches up against him. So, like I said, he's, he's definitely a diamond in the rough guy. You're going to find somebody like that. But, I mean, you know, especially as a person, like, he, he just loves it so much. And, you know, that it just goes so long. And you can see a guy that wants to, you know, sacrifice everything and do everything that he can in his power. And him working his way out, I mean, from from him to the D to the forwards, it, it just – it all transitions. Yeah, just the co- sense of confidence you have playing in front of a goalie like him, it just yeah. changes your whole mindset as a team, and you can play with more confidence in all areas of the ice. Not that you're, like, looking to give the other team more grade A opportunities than you <laughs> already do, but um, you just know you have a, a guy back there that's going to hold hold it down and really be a wall for you, so – it helps a lot in all aspects. Yeah, I'm sure. yeah, and I was gonna. I wanted to say, um, you know, him being that good, in his perspective, is has got to be a gift and a curse because uh, sometimes it feels like we let off the gas a little bit because we know we have him back there, so he'll he'll see a few more shots than he should, you know, if we if we couldn't rely on him so heavily, but we're definitely lucky to have him behind us. Yeah, tell me about it. He's the best in the world. I, I've never seen it. Uh, now, he gassed up when he hears this. <laughs> I hope so. Hey, tell I think, I think to come you, on. I think you make a similar comparison to like Sorokin or, or Shostakin at this point. I mean, nah, let's let's not let let's not let his head get too big. So, <laughs> not drag him down. <laughs> yeah, now let's start. Just dedicate the rest of the podcast to saying bad things about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Like you guys said earlier, there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle, right? I mean, obviously the four of you are very good players, but I mean, there's there's somewhere north of 15 guys that are just legitimate difference makers on the ice. Just what is it about this team in specific that sets you above the others? I think uh, here I'll take that one, but I think something we talked about coming into the to the year was just how deep of a team we have. Like coming back into this season, we have. Uh, six of our top 70 who played regularly coming back, let alone some really a talented freshman class. And then up front, just um, a lot of guys who were playing consistently. So 
even just every night on a regular basis, it's a lot, it's a battle to get into the lineup and just having competition within our own team. It just uh, makes us even better. But um, I would just say like one of our strengths, we all know is how deep we are. And that's something that'll show even more when we can really uh, start playing disciplined hockey and playing consistent five on five, just how deep we are all throughout the lineup and how consistently each line of forward and D can really make a difference in the game. Like you said, there's like 15, 20 guys, like anyone can be the guy on a certain night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. And you guys have also shown several situational abilities, right? I mean, you've shown the ability to run away with a game. You know, you open the season with a nine to one victory. It wasn't even close. Uh, you've shown the ability to clutch up while losing, right? The very next day you came back from two, two goal deficits. You came back on Saturday night. Um, you've shown the ability to close games out when you're winning, right? Play keep away, play defense, knock somebody out, you know, whatever. Um, it seems like whenever you guys need to do something, no matter the situation, you guys get it done. How, how is it that you guys are able to lock in when the moment needs it the most? I think that comes, like, I think a big part of that comes from the guys that have played in the past years, like that sense of like, everything's going to be okay. Like mm-hmm. we've been in this situation before. Some of the new guys may not have, but just seeing the guys around you be like, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. We'll be okay. We've been here. I mean, like, I think like looking back, like last year, like I, not even that, let's talk about freshman year. We were out in Vegas and we were playing UNLV out there. We were down six, three. six, six, three going into the third period. Mm-hmm. And on their ugly Christmas sweater night, they had a packed house, a thousand students in the place. It was, it was wild. And we ended up losing 2D, two forwards got kicked out. Um, and our goalie that got pulled had to go back in the net because our other goalie got kicked out of the game. <laughs> yeah. And we still came back and won that game 7-6. Wow. Like, so, like, the guys that have played in those situations, like last year, Adrian playing against the number one team in the country, and we sweep them in their own barn over a weekend for the first time in, I think it was like 13 years that mm-hmm. someone swept them at their own place. Like, we've been in situations before, and just having that confidence of we've been here before, it's not the end of the world. We know how to adjust. We know how to go forward from that. I think it just breeds confidence throughout the lineup, no matter if – it's guys that are brand new or guys that have been there. Oh yeah, for sure. No, we get that feeling. It, it radiates culture radiates to the sideline. You know, I think the fans can feel it too. I was going to ask you if Minerva was one of the ones who got thrown out, but I think he's too young, right? Ineligible. Yeah, he was, he wasn't on the team at the time. So yeah, he, he That's got a good it. question though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he, he get he get he gets into it. he gets emotional and yeah. he, he just wants to win. He's, 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 he's definitely a gamer and he, he, he just he, sometimes he just takes it just that inch too far, but hey, he he wants to be here. He wants to help. So yeah. it's you need those guys. Yeah, exactly. You need those guys, enforcers. Now we just said it a couple of minutes ago, right? Any guy can be the knight. Any any guy can be the guy on any given night. Um, a couple of nights ago, you know, we saw Kyle Nestepney step up, right? Uh, first goal of the year, first assist of the year. Had a had a pretty big game against uh, against an NCAA team. So 
who would you guys say is the next to break out? Because there's still a couple of guys left there waiting for their uh, their day in the sun. Wow. I mean, personally, from my opinion, like, I mean, I think everybody, you know, can look down the lineup and sit back and say, like, you know, this guy is definitely a guy that can, you know, that can come and show. I think a, a big thing we have is when we talk about depth is that, you know, no matter who it is, guys that are not in the lineup or whatnot, like, you know, everyone's willing to be here. Everyone's bought in 100%. And, you know, they know that um, when their name's called and they're putting in the lineup that they're they're going to be high performers just like everybody else is. And I think that, <clears throat> you know, um, especially like younger guys that we have that are, that are um, returning. I mean, <clears throat> someone that like personally from my perspective is, you know, you know, I think Kendrick's a young guy and, you know, he's a, he's a returning guy and he's definitely got some time, but, you know, I think when like guys like that and you got, you know, Mike Galinsky and stuff when they, when they, when they jump in the lineup, I mean, you know, they make an impact. And I think, you know, that's the best thing that we have is that with our depth that no matter who it is up and down is everyone's a high performing player and, and they get the job done. They, you know, they know when to step up and know when to fill a role and they do it. Absolutely. How about you, Cap? You got a uh, a specific name waiting for us? I was I was trying to get my brain run out a little bit, and if I had to put a name on it for this weekend, I would say uh, Leobold and uh, Dom Malfetta are going to be all over the score sheet. But hey, we'll see in a couple of days. Yeah, you forgot to say spoiler alert, bro. Come spoiler on. alert. Yeah, true. <laughs> um. So you know, just another thing that I love about this program is you guys are a tight knit family. Uh, there's a there's a lot of alumni still involved with the team. You know, some of them work for you guys now. All the graduated seniors were at the home opener on October eighth. It was hard to miss Devin's older brother Brendan. You know that man carries quite a a presence with him. Just what is the uh, the relationship like with the alums? Uh, how important are they to you guys? They're best friend. Like we're best friends outside of the locker room. So like it's not former teammates. It's my best friends are coming to watch the game now. Like it, yeah. it we have such a tight, like we talk to guys like all the time that graduated my, my freshman year. And then not even that, like coach Garofalo also all the time says like, these are the guys that are going to be at your wedding. These are the guys that are going to be like, they're going to be there when your kids are born. Like, so I think like beyond just like them being alumni of our team, it's just more of like, it's lifelong connections with these people that we have yeah and just every every after every game you just go in like our group chats from previous seasons and there's guys messaging like about the game that we just played in so it's pretty cool just knowing how much it still means to everyone when they get a chance to like just even watch on youtube so you try and channel that into like uh the effort you put into the game knowing that it's bigger than just you in that moment other people are really invested in it too and you want to make them happy make them proud so yeah for sure yeah, i agree it's it's definitely like a a special feeling knowing that you know some of the guys you went to battle with a few years ago are are still watching every game and like uh like me Devin Devin uh our group chat from our freshman years honestly more active than our one now like <laughs> we got alumni in it all day every day still talking to each other on the uh you know it's it's beautiful. How much of it is trash talk, though? <laughs> a lot of it, but <laughs> brother, brotherly trash talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure between Devin and Brendan, especially. <laughs> no, we we would never. 
Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, and it, it's funny that Rob actually um, answered about the, uh, the alums too, because the alums seem to, uh, to love Rob, especially, you know, they, they come to the games, right. They're your biggest cheerleaders. I remember against NYU, you know, Rob laid some guy out and, and one of them, I don't know if it was Joey Slevin or Chucky Peck or whoever, one of them screams, he deserved it. And like, <laughs> I, I don't know, but it, it, they seemed pretty adamant that Rob did the right thing. So again, just how important is it to you guys to have them in the building and just to make them proud? I mean, like I said, uh, I mean, it's, it's, right? it's like your family. So like, you know, yeah. it goes with that said, I mean, without saying like anytime, like, you know, your mom, your dad, you know, it holds the same type of values. I think it holds the same weight and, you know, you talk all the time with, with those guys and, and, you reflect on, you know, what you could do better or whatnot. And they're the first to be honest with you because they care. They're, they're still a part of it, you know, just because you graduate and whatnot, there's still such a, it leaves such a mark on you that you're, you're always a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. What were you going to say, Rob? Um, I was going to say it's, it's a great feeling when they're there and, you know, like, you know, they're watching and they're just as bought in as you are, you know, like, like with Joey Slevin, Brandon and Chuck there. Um, like we had Joe trying to break in the locker room to to draw plays in between periods. Like, so it's it's great to know that these guys are still just as bought in as they were last year, and that that makes us, uh, me at least, want to go out there and play harder. Yeah, for sure. Now we had your head coach on, uh, Chris Garofalo. He was on the podcast right before the NYU series. I think it aired after, though. Um, you know, I also got to talk to him when I was previewing the team for the school paper. So that was like last week of September. Um, just what a charismatic guy, right? Uh, ask him one question and he answers the next five. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, you is, don't have to tell us. Yeah, is he like, so he's like that in the locker room, I guess, too, huh? Uh, that that man could talk to a blank wall. Like yeah. he, he definitely could, could talk to anybody, anything, anything you want to talk to, he's he's there talking. So, but it's good. He he cares a lot about us. So I just I just really hope he's got unlimited phone <laughs> unlimited phone minutes plan because <laughs> I know it goes throughout like the whole team and just as far as guys when they're trying to decide on what school to go to, he's just so so willing to like give up his time and talk to you about anything across across the board but uh yeah sometimes you do feel like you need to take that microphone back away from him and uh, <laughs> share the share the floor a little bit but uh he's got some really good stuff to say too so yes he does yeah you know for that for that interview with the uh the team preview i had seven questions scripted for him and somehow it took an hour and 40 minutes to uh <laughs> 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 yeah. well, he's great yeah, though yeah. man he's great i'm telling you you guys are lucky um anyways so just how has his uh his coaching helped you guys you know how has it helped your careers on the ice off the ice i know he makes a you know a big emphasis on growing you as men not only as hockey players but as men so just how has he, how influential has he been on you guys? I would say, I, I mean, like, he, he's a huge influence. I mean, you're around the guy, I mean, we're around him given any given week at the rank, probably 12 to 15 hours a re, like around him all like that much. And so like t just talking to him about 
his experiences, whether it be hockey, whether it be real life situations, work, whatever, just getting generic advice and stuff like that. Like it's huge. Like, I mean, he's willing to literally take the straw off his back and give it to some of the guy, like, I mean, not some, all the guys, I mean, he's willing to put down like anything just, just to make sure that everybody's okay. I mean, he, like he says, he just, he wants us to become men first and foremost, like he wants us the best for us. And then he wants the best for us hockey wise like that. But outside of that, it's like, I mean, the one saying he has is just make the, leave the program better than when you got there. And he continues to do that every year um, by molding like the guys that are coming in and helping those guys move along. I think, I think something too, that's like big is like, you look at like, um, like leadership and, and throughout the team and, you know, it, it all starts with him and he's, he's the biggest, he's the head cap and he's the biggest guy. And, and I think that like, you look at the track record and you look at, you know, what he does on and off the ice and it goes without saying, I mean, look how this program has done and, and, you know, since it's begun and, and what he's done and um, you know, how much he influences us really just, it goes such a long way. And I think that like as humans too, like, you know, having conversations, you know, just aside from hockey and whatnot brings just so much information and, and really just teaches you so much from like different perspectives. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> now this, uh, this Stony Brook hockey team, it's legit, right? There's no doubting that. Uh, but what do you guys have to do, you know, just to keep getting better and keep, you know, this train rolling? I mean, I would, I would say, I mean, just like really not be satisfied. I mean, like we just need to look back and realize we we're far from finished. Obviously, we're only a couple weeks in, but just as we go throughout the seasons, like enjoy the highs, but don't get too high and just really kind of try and find our identity as a team, our true identity. Because like we said, I think we'll all admit that we're not entirely there yet. And we still have a lot of things to work on internally, but um, just as long as we just keep pushing in the right direction, I, I truly believe that we'll find the success that we're searching for. For sure. Um, now I'd hate to sound like a Homer cause I'm supposed to be unbiased. Technically I'm a journalist, <laughs> um, but there's a legitimate chance that when this thing is all said and done, you guys are the ones holding up the trophy in the end, right? I mean, it's, it's possible and it's realistic. So what would it mean to you for and this whole program to finally win that national title? That, I mean, just hearing that puts uh, yeah. goosebumps on, on my skin yeah. and I'm sure all some- of us, but um some tears coming we, my head. we all can feel how 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 close we are and just something I think about I mean you you spoke to it with how much uh, coach Garofalo has given the program and um, just to be able to bring that that national championship home that we've been searching for as as a school would just uh, really be so special and just something that we'll all look back on for the rest of our lives. Just like I was, I was lucky enough to win uh, a a championship during junior hockey. And that was just such a special experience. And that was 
one of the main reasons why I came here because I wanted to keep winning. And I just knew that that feeling of winning a championship was something that you never forget. And it's better than anything else. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, like the, the feeling last year after our last game in nationals, you know, getting so close and falling short, like that's, you know, I could say that's a feeling that I never want to feel again in my life. So you know, if we could get it together and we can we can make it uh, to the end and have our last game be a win in that national championship, I mean, that would that would mean everything. And, you know, like for me personally, like um, Devin's the reason I came to Stony Brook. Uh, yeah, I didn't play hockey for a while and I get a call from Devin like, hey, we need a defenseman. And after not being able to play with him last year, you know, something like that with him would be fucking special. So. And with all the brothers on the team. Absolutely. Now, if that didn't make, if that question didn't fully make Rob cry, then this one will. So you guys, you're not going to be here forever, right? Eventually you're going to graduate. I'd hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's true. So what's the plan afterwards? Uh, you know, do you guys know what you want to do yet? Pro hockey, coaching, you know, maybe focus on the degrees you guys get i mean what's on the horizon for you i've always said that this is the like playing college hockey was my last hurrah like my goal is always to play college hockey um growing up like it, it was never go pro um but i definitely think that like coaching the youth like after i graduate would be something i would like to do just to continue to help grow the game and help pass on the knowledge and just possibly make the difference in a kid's life or whatever it may be. Um, but then also on top of that, yeah, I think it's just moving on and starting a new chapter in your life. You know, I mean, it all every year, the seniors say like, enjoy every single moment. Cause just like that, it's going to end every single year. They tell us that. And now getting to the end, it, it's really like registering, like, wow, I don't have that much time left. It's, it's, it's coming to the end, but enjoying at like, and I've taken like those past two being out. I'm like, Whoa, I don't have many games left. Like, like this sucks sitting on the sidelines hurt, but like, at least I'm enjoying it, watching it with like my, like my best friends, like, they're, they're, like at least I get to enjoy the wins with them afterwards and go and have a good time afterwards and just be like happy you go lucky afterwards so you know i think for me like my brother actually plays for the uh the 18 year goals american team so like i you know already now i you know try to volunteer and do as much as i can to help them out and and give my intel and you know my experience to to kind of lead them in a way so they you know they have a path and, and they have a good understanding of what is going on and you know at the same time i'm lucky i'm fortunate enough that um, you know, we have a family business that is something that I'd probably, um, that I'm going to pursue once I graduate. So like, you know, Vanny said, I'm going to be having that involvement in hockey. It's just, you know, you have a love for the game. It doesn't just, you know, disappear. So it's, it's something that you always stay connected to. So it's not like, you know, you stop playing and it's, it's gone forever. So there definitely will be involvement in, uh, in both of those things for me. Uh, I'd say for me, like it, uh, just after what I've been through last year, not being able to play besides our first two weekends, uh, 
just trying to, I know it's like a generic answer, but just taking it a day at a time and just really trying to enjoy each each part of the journey. And like even today, a four hour layover in Baltimore airport, you know, you it's not something you you enjoy on your uh, travel plan, but just being with the team and then have having a sit down meal and just hanging out in the airport. It's uh it's uh it's special to be a part of. And um I don't want it to end, so but I'm just uh thinking about this year right now. I'm 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 hoping I'll still be able to play hockey, whether it's here or outside of here in the future. But uh just seeing how this year goes first. We still have a lot of business to take care of. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm uh I'm definitely on the same page as Devin, you know, taking it taking it one day at a time, not trying to look too far into the future. Otherwise, uh, you know, this all passed us too quickly. Um, but, you know, after this, uh, I don't really know what I want to do. You know, I don't know if I'm ready to hang up the skates, but I do want to make money. So, you know, I'm on the fence. But, uh, you know, being hurt now, seeing all the boys travel, uh, you know, it makes me wish I was there. You know, can't take anything for granted this season. Rob, Rob could be, he's not saying uh, his full truth. He could potentially be a musician too. He's got another future. He's he does. On. That is oh. true. Oh. Uh, Rob, you're pulling punches? Rob, come on now. Don't pull punches I guess he, on the Maybe podcast. he was saving it, saving it for the player profile. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. I was going to throw this, this SoundCloud link in the player profile. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll plug you. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, now let's end on a happy note because that was unnecessarily somber. So <laughs> I've got one more for you and then I'm going to set you free. As we all know, hockey players have great etiquette. You guys are, you know, you're only animals on the ice, right? You, you only throw punches on the ice. You only throw body blows on the ice. Everywhere else, you guys are perfect gentlemen. You come to the game and leave dressed in suits, dressed to the nines. Injured players have to wear those suits all day at Davin. Um, who here has the best suit game? Uh, there's a there's an easy answer to this. It's Mancini. Out of us four, sad to admit it, shoot, but huge suit guy. Yeah. Just wait till I start making my money though. Then 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 my suit game is gonna go up real quick. I, I, mean, I thought your suit was pretty cool, Davin. I think you're selling yourself short. <laughs> I, I I'm not selling my short store. I'm just I just know that Mancini's got it locked down right now. So I'm not I'm not gotta, I'm yeah. not gonna take the title, but I have hey, a wide variety. I'll I'll take it. I'll take I'll take a close second or third. Maybe there might be another guy on the team that might have a little good style. So it's it's some tough competition. We take uh look good, play good to heart. So yeah. we try we try yeah. and come ready to go to the rink, have our makeup looking nice, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I like Greg Barnich's uh glasses. I think uh I think those are uh, I'm not uh, sure if they're real or if they're for show, but but uh they, they are real. I imagine what he uh, could do fake. out there if he worked on that on the ice. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, you killed it. You killed it. I think this is where we uh I think this is where we cut it off. You guys are great, man. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us.